0: Hello and welcome to episode 8, series 2 on the Rock and Road podcast, Cars, Motorcycles and Music. This is Leona Graham and on this week's episode, well I went to the launch of the new Dacia Sandero. So hear about that. I'll have a quick chat with fellow DJ from Absolute Radio, Claire Sturgis. And I speak to Lauren Cheatham from Kickback, the UK's custom and retro bike show in Cheltenham. Not only that, you can win a pair of tickets. But first, in a recent episode, I told you about the motorhome that I once had and the Mercedes ML. After that, I moved into the world of commercial vehicles because I was DJing a little bit outside of the radio station. I needed something to carry the equipment in. I also developed a family. My partner moved in with two young daughters and a giant sized dog called Barney, who was a cross between a Bull Mastiff and possibly a Ridgeback. He also had the biggest head I've ever seen on a dog. Um, So I bought a Toyota Honda. Hilux. This was great fun. It's like a double cabin at the front with a great big pickup section at the back uh, with a roof on it as well. Barney and my dog Daisy went in the back there with my various bits of DJ equipment and us humans up in the front in the double cabin. It had great big fat tires which was fantastic. Couldn't feel anything. None of the road ramps all over London and I was one of the only DJs that could get to work in severe snowstorms because this drove through anything. Unfortunately, it didn't drive under everything. One extremely embarrassing incident in Brighton, We drove down there for the day, started to park in the Brighton Lanes car park. And on a busy day, you have to queue to get in there. So we queued for ages and finally made our way down the very tight ramp. And as we got closer, I said, this car's not going to fit because we've got roof racks and they're not going to go. And that was when we realised that We couldn't reverse, we couldn't do a three-point turn because we'd already entered the little road to the car park at this point. So we had no choice but to get out of the Hilux and go and speak to all the drivers behind us, of which there are about 10, and say, look, could you please reverse because we can't get into this car park. So we caused a huge commotion. The kids in the back were dying of embarrassment. And to be fair, it was one of the most embarrassing incidents um, in my car driving experiences. Now, if you've got any car park dramas you can share with me, please. Make me feel better about this. Uh, tweet me or Instagram at Pod. But this Hilux did us well for ages until our family grew and we needed a bigger car. Bigger for humans, that is, i.e. a certain little Harley and Dexter. And we moved into the world of the people carrier. I'll tell you about that another time. But now, going from diesel trucks to an award-winning affordable car. We are in the Dacia Sandero Stepway, which is the slightly more souped up version. And what is it, uh, Carly, that you like about this particular model? Well, I like the orangey outside of the car and the interior is very nice. But um, what makes it special is, you know where the air con is, like where the air blows out? Um, The little lines are actually coloured orange, which makes it just that little bit specialer. Yeah, good attention to detail like that. They've brought the sort of bronzy-orange colour through the car, which is a nice detail. Something here that you might appreciate. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's a built-in phone holder. Which I've never seen on a car before, and considering that's normally the first thing you buy uh, car accessory-wise is something to stick the phone on. They built it in, which is very sensible. So it's built into the media display um, just to the right, and you can angle it left, middle, or right behind it is a USB charging point and normally again you would have the phone plugged in uh, with a wire trailing down the middle of the car all the way to a cigarette lighter or a USB point at the sort of middle of the back so this is great just just a bit of logic there putting the charger behind the phone holder on the dashboard what do you think of that Harley very unique haven't seen that before And it's kind of obvious really now because, you know, everybody uses the phone as a sat-nav. I mean, it will have sat-nav in here, but the phone one's normally better. Very true, very true. Talking of the media center, both this model and the other model have an intuitive new media control smartphone dock with dedicated app and 8-inch media nav infotainment system. In other words, they've upgraded the technology inside, which I think is necessary because I drove a car a few weeks ago, which is using technology from 2017. That's actually archaic by today's standards. You have to upgrade your tech. Agree? Yeah. And I also like how you said infotainment, which shows that is is also informative and yet entertaining. Exactly that, Holly. Thank you. Now, how much do you think this will this car will cost? Because let me just, before you say that, before you answer me, let me point out that this car has won awards because it's so affordable and you get a lot for your money, okay? It's affordable. Now, you said in one of the previous podcasts you haven't got a clue about money. So let's just see how much you think it is worth. Um, say this particular model and then the cheaper model. This model would be 10000 and the cheaper model would be... One hundred. Your first answer was actually pretty much there. Eleven thousand four hundred ninety-five for the stepway and the more standard model, just under eight thousand pounds. Which you think for a, a car like that, that's ridiculously good price. Yes, I mean you know I don't really know about pricing, but you know whatever you say is true. Whatever I say is true. Take note. So as I was saying, it's the most affordable new car, new levels of quality and refinement, new design, latest tech and advanced safety features. It was actually crowned the 2021 What Car, Car of the Year. There's loads more details on the new Stepway. Y-shaped LED lights at the front, new premium interior. Latest ADAS safety tech is available, including blind spot warning, emergency brake assist, parking sensors, and hill start assist. I've got a 21 year old daughter. She hasn't got a car at the moment because she's at Nottingham Trent University and doesn't need one there really because um, she lives right in the city center and she uses the trams. But when she does leave university, it may be time to start thinking about her first car. And this is ideal for Jessica's first car, especially the uh, more basic model. It's affordable. It still has all the tech that she would enjoy that that generation have come to expect. And, um, I think it's a brilliant starter car. And then if you've got a little bit more dough, go for the stepway. So I've just got back and something rather satisfying, a bit like that uh, large van I had a few weeks ago. Wasn't expecting that in this car. Have a listen. Good old-fashioned handbrake. Um, with Gabrielle, the product manager. Um, so tell me a little bit about these two models you've got out today.
1: Obviously, so uh, with the all-new Sandero and Sandero Stepway, everything has been uh, has been redesigned. It's not just what we can see outside, which is very very obvious, starting with the Y-shaped he- LED headlights. You know, new everything about the car, including these nice modular roof bars, which are very very smart but something that we, we, we can't see is actually the, the platform itself, which is the new CMFB platform, is the same that we're using on uh, Clio and Capture and everything, which actually makes the car, I don't know, much more um, safe to drive.
0: Well, I've just been too. out in the more basic model, but that seemed to have a lot. I mean, it had a camera for reversing and it, it still had a lot of the gadgets that you're mentioning here.
1: Exactly, exactly, yeah. Not to mention that it also has front and rear parking sensors as well, so very, very easy for the driver to park the car and Yeah, makes it very, very safe.
0: And the more basic model um, obviously aimed at, um, well, for example, I'm looking for something for my 21-year-old daughter. So I'm thinking insurance. Um, is it less on the insurance, that one?
1: Yes, definitely. If we look at our Sandero, so all-new Sandero, it starts at insurance rating 8e, which is one of the best in, uh, uh, in the market and in, in, uh, in the class. So yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much.
1: Things I love about this car
0: are I've just been running a few errands and it's really nippy for darting about town handles really well really light steering very easy to park i love the key feature as in you don't need to take it out of your pocket even with the tesla you still had to wave a credit card at it or get your phone out this one you just walk near it it unlocks as long as the key's in your pocket and you walk away from it it locks so if you're carrying shopping this has been a dream the only thing I think it's a good idea in theory but not so good in practice is the phone holder I've mentioned before how I love this thing it's just the design of it I feel like it's gonna break first of all it's a little bit too tight I think it's based on phone models from sort of five years ago so I've had to really stretch it open to get my phone in it which when you're nipping in and out of the shops you don't want to be doing that every time it's just a, just a hassle and it's got a really stiff squeaky mechanism which i feel is going to break over time and i just feel like that could have been designed slightly better perhaps with a different mechanism magnetic or something like that for ease of use but that's my only criticism on what is otherwise an all-round really good car full of gadgets for the price easy to drive i love it Please welcome to the podcast, Lorne Cheatham from Kickback. Hi, Lorne. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, tell us, what is Kickback?
2: Well, Kickback um, is a, a show, a showcase, an exhibition, um, and a good day out, or sometimes a weekend out, for all motorcycle lovers. So the idea, really, is that it's a showcase for custom and handmade motorcycles, Modified motorcycles, specials, one offs or rare vintage bikes, retro style bikes um, to be presented um, very much like a sort of art gallery, if you like. Um, and we're kind of promoting um, mostly British builders, UK or European builders that build these wonderful machines as uh, a chance for them to showcase. And we also promote quite heavily um, women builders as well and um, young builders um, getting into getting into it. Wow. Where in the UK is this, and when? The next show is at the Cheltenham, inside the Cheltenham Town Hall, in and around the Town Hall in Cheltenham, which is a wonderful uh, building, and it's on the 23rd of May.
0: OK, so you've had to postpone this from previous years, I presume?
2: Mm. Yeah, we've, we've had to postpone it a couple of times from last year for obvious reasons, um, but now, um, a, a, a couple of months ago... Um, we did find out that to follow and to honour, of course, and to meet government guidelines for COVID safety, etc., cetera, um, we are allowed to stage the event, but to half the normal capacity.
0: Okay. Is it an indoor event then inside the town hall?
2: Yes, it is. Yes. So all the bikes and traders and everything, everything going on will be inside the town hall, but there'll be, of course, quite a lot of stuff going on outside because in in the Cheltenham Town Hall it's a wonderful it's, it's situated in Imperial Gardens which has like cafes and bars and stuff like that so there's there's a lot of stuff going on outside as well so there'll be quite a cool sort of vibe going on.
0: Okay so sounds like an amazing uh, retro bike show how did this all start?
2: By sort of living what I do for a day job or what I used to do for a day job, day job was to organise Um, trade exhibitions so I've always been kind of an event organiser and I think I was out and about one day with all my chums on our bikes and we had nowhere to go and nothing to do and one of them said you're an event organiser why don't you put on a a bike show for customs and choppers and and stuff like that and so I thought about it and it all started from there really about 12 years ago this will be the 20th edition of the show
0: so kickback is your thing
2: yeah well done yeah well it was a hobby and then unfortunately because of um because of covid i I lost i I kind of lost my job so um i've had to pick it up again and and run with it as a as a bit more than a hobby now
0: (laughs) yes certainly well it sounds absolutely fantastic now how do you get tickets
2: ah now yes you see so we've got limited tickets available and once they've gone they've gone um, because we're only, as I say, allowed to have half the, the normal sort of capacity. Um, but people can get tickets from our website, ticketsource.co.uk. And you can win a pair of
0: tickets on this podcast right now. I want you to follow me on Twitter at rockandroadpod and retweet my tweet about Kickpack. That will get you in the draw to win some free tickets and the winner will be chosen at random. So make sure you retweet that by Friday the 23rd of April, lines close at 5pm. Lauren, quick question. What
2: bike do you ride at the moment? Oh yes, I've got a Kawasaki H2B 1974. Do you know what that is? <laughs> that sounds lovely. Tell us more. It's a two-stroke, it's a 750 two-stroke triple um, from 1974, and it comes in 1974 colours, which is brown and orange. Um, which it sounds ghastly, but it's actually <laughs> it's actually more beautiful than it sounds, to be honest. But it's it's a wonderful bike. It's it's a two-stroke 750. It goes like hell and it sounds just incredible.
0: (laughs) That is amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. (laughs) So we look forward to Kickback May the 23rd. Tickets, can you tell us the website again?
2: Ticketsource.co.uk
0: And to get into the draw to win a pair of
2: tickets, retweet my tweet about
0: Kickback right now, which is at Rock and Road Pod. Lines close Friday the 23rd of April, 5pm. Thank you, Lorne.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Please welcome to the podcast my fellow DJ from Absolute Radio and good friend, Claire Sturgis. Hello. Oh my, wow. I'm so excited to be here. Hi, so excited. Hi, <laughs> It's amazing to have you on the podcast. I've been waiting for you to come and join me. Yes. Um, now, I want to ask you about vinyl. Yes. Okay, go on. Record labels are on track to make more money this year from the sale of vinyl
3: than CDs for the first time since the 80s. What do you think about that? That's incredible, isn't it? That's... That makes me very happy. And it's, it's interesting because if we go back to the 80s, I mean, like you and I, massive music fans back in the 80s. I mean, I bought vinyl when I was a kid, but I also mainly bought cassettes. Yeah, same. Um, so I've got some vinyl from the '80s, but mainly it's old cassettes who they just don't play anymore. Um, so when CDs came out, I embraced the CD. I still love the vinyl, but I embraced the CD because everything was everything you wanted was there. You could treat it badly. Um, you could you could transport it, and then of course, like you, I used to DJ a lot in the '90s, and carting vinyl around was heavy. So yes. CDs were great, and we could we could make our own compilation CDs for for DJing. Um, so, so I understand why CG, CDs just really took off in the 80s and the 90s and they ruled the world, didn't they? The CD was just amazing. Yeah,
0: and I've still got all mine, have you? Yeah,
3: absolutely. So I mean, most of them, yeah, up in the loft though. They're not out. <laughs> they're, in, they're, in, they're, in, they're in sort of cases up in the loft. But I think what happened, of course, with streaming and downloading over the past 10 years, um, both CDs and vinyl sales suffered the whole music industry suffered. The whole, yeah, yes. all the bands suffered. Um, so streaming and downloading was king. But CDs still sort of, they were in the supermarkets, weren't they? They're still visible. They're still there if you need them. But I think with vinyl, what's happened with vinyl, and this makes me so happy, is this, the, the, the new generation, Generation Z or the millennials, I think have embraced vinyl because of the it's so tangible. You can, you really interact with vinyl. And I think you, you probably understand that. I think when you hold a vinyl record, um, you're holding the music in your hands. You're, you you interact with it. You put it on this amazing record deck. You watch it go around. You have to stop and turn it over. So you. It's this interaction with the music that... And looking at the cover, I think, is important. Look, and reading the sleeve notes. Exactly, and it's so much bigger. That's us be honest, it's so much bigger on a 12-inch record. And I feel really bad for the CD because it's served us so well over the decades. But the fact that vinyl is now overtaking it means, I think, that this new generation is coming up We're continuing to buy it anyway because these new vinyl Well, yeah, I've gone back to it because mine was away for years. (laughs) And then since I've done the house up, I finally got a record player
0: again and I've got all my vinyl back out. And the first record I played, Dexter came in, who's uh, my uh, (laughs) eight-year-old, my seven-year-old son. And he came in and he just stood and watched it going round and round and round, fascinated. There you go. He didn't understand what it was. He said, what's this? I said, that's a record, it's playing music. never seen anything like that in his life. Um, but one of the reasons as well, apparently, is because of the pandemic and people spending oh. spare money that
3: they would have spent on gigs on records now. That's a really good point. And I totally understand that. But again, because when you go to see your favourite band, when you see them perform live, again, you're part of that music experience. You're in the music. And again, I think with vinyl... It's that little special moment. You have your moment. It's very tangible. You have to, you're part of it. You have to put it on the, on the record deck. You have to carefully place the stylus on the record. It's very much, it's very much an experience and I can totally understand why in a pandemic. Um, that's your music experience that's how you embrace the love of the music the only yeah, downside
0: totally i can see to it is um i was in brighton last week on my week off and um i was in uh the brighton flea market and they had yeah. like a record section
3: <gasps> but love the trouble it. is that some of the classic albums on there like that queen greatest hits was 40 pounds you see yeah as, as soon as as soon as something takes off like this there'll be people trying to make money out of it and also some of the the old the old vinyl you know the the, the classic stuff, People are willing to pay, especially if it's an original pressing. Um, oh, I didn't. I, think, I did. I said, am not paying that. No, I would um, never pay that. And I think what people <laughs> have to be aware of, and, and uh, I live very close to Camden Market, and, and we have lots of vinyl stores, a lot of very good vinyl stores and shops, but you have to be aware that um, a lot of the very expensive vinyl might not necessarily be the original vinyl pressing. So make sure you Oh, that's that a good point. Are you saying that they're you, reproducing some, then? Uh, yeah, and some of them... Uh, Obviously, a very well-reproduced vinyl copy is, is absolutely acceptable. You should be paying not much money for it because it's a reproduction. But some of them are being um, made to look a little bit tatty and uh, oh. and being sold as original. Just be aware. Something to watch out for. And clear, how can you tell if it's an original then? What's the key things? Things? I I don't think you... <sighs> I'd like to think that I could and certainly Mr. Sturge could, but it's it's difficult if you're not quite sure what you're looking for. Um, look at the label. You can definitely see, I think, by the label actually on the piece of vinyl, um, you should be able to tell yeah Um, Uh, look for where it says 2021 i think "Mm, that's a clue (laughs) also i tell you something else leona i think the smell of the vinyl a really vinyl has that old vinyl (laughs) smell i can't tell you what it is but as as someone if you're old like me you can spot an old vinyl smell the official word (laughs) from
0: the sturge go vinyl shopping and sniff it yes (laughs) <laughs> that is wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your top tips and joining us on the Rock and Road podcast, Claire oh, Sturgis. Thank you. Amazing to hear from the lovely Claire Sturgis on the show today. She's a DJ on Absolute Radio like me, and you can hear her on Friday and Saturday nights on Absolute Radio. Meanwhile, a quick mention to an album that is 50 years old this week, The Rolling Stones' Sticky Fingers. That's their ninth British and 11th American studio album, so they'd already got quite a few under their belt by this stage. This one came out on the 23rd of April, 1971. And it's the one that features that famous artwork conceived by Andy Warhol. And basically, it's a picture of a man wearing tight jeans. And on some of the records, it actually had a working zip that opened to reveal the underwear. But the cover was so expensive to produce and actually damaged the vinyl. So later reissues just featured the outer photograph of the jeans. But if you want to have a re-listen to that album, it's 50 years old this week. It includes the great classics like Brown Sugar and Wild Horses, a couple of album tracks I can recommend. One's called Can't You Hear Me Knocking and one called Bitch. And the album is The Rolling Stones' Sticky Fingers. I'm also featuring it this week on my evening show on Absolute Classic Rock. Well, that's it from the podcast this week, Rock and Road Pod. It is back very soon with another episode. Thank you for listening. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rock and Road Pod, and have a great week.